2021. We'll be discussing fear and take it from there. And my name is Dylan. I'll be your host tonight. And with me, as always, we have... That's your cue. Zay. Oh, you can't hear me? I said, what's up? It's oh, Isaiah. Oh, no, I didn't hear you, bro. Damn, hold on. Wait, okay. We'll no, dude. We'll it... call that. <laughs> no, we'll just go from here. Watch this. I said it perfect, dog. All right, I'll wait. <laughs> Take a deep breath. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. I'm fucking... All right. Okay. So up? It's Isaiah. This is Quinn. And I'm Nick. Alrighty. And so as I was saying, we're going to be discussing fear. And what were... <laughs> I can't, my brain can't fucking focus right now. Um, And Quinn, you had some interesting things to say about it, right? Uh, we were... We were on a topic earlier, and you had mentioned something about, uh, I don't know if you were referring to a personal memory or what, but uh, people basically projecting they're afraid of something or insecure. They start making fun of other people. You know, like they say about most bullies, usually just casting their insecurities on someone. Yeah, or even just like, hating a certain something that because you're scared of it you hate it all of a sudden in your experiences do you find that to be true or do you disagree yeah have yeah. any insights i used to hate the dark when i was fucking scared of the dark you hated the dark yeah dude i didn't like to go in the dark dude i hated it man because i was scared of it but that was like childhood stuff I was afraid, but I don't know if I'd ever say hated it. That's interesting. What were you afraid of? What, the dark as well? Yeah. Okay. What What about you guys? What, what are your guys' one of your fears? Depends. It's like, I mean, there's different type of fears. But there's always the existential dread that everybody faces. I mean, that's a different type of fear, I think. It's just a problem. And then there's, like, fears, like, irrational ones. Like, maybe... I mean, not really irrational. You can't even say that. Like, everybody has their own thing. Say, for instance, bears. Like, I'm terrified of bears, bro, honestly. Like, you see one jump up a tree in, like, three jumps. And just how fast they could get to you and just how powerful they are. That's just... It's terrifying. It's, like... It's a little humbling at the same time, though, because, like... You could be out in the forest and just watching this creature. It's just, you realize how powerless you are against it. It's just, you have to have respect for it and just keep your space, keep your distance, and stay the fuck out the way. <laughs> Either way. That's it's, like, it's terrifying, but it's interesting. And yeah, it's humbling at the same time. Like I said, it really, like, it kind of like a trip on mushrooms, like the ego death. It, it's just, it makes you realize. Yeah. See that? I've never really been scared of bears personally. But bobcats, bobcats have had me a little tripped out. Bobcats are uh, freaky little fuckers. Well, even like your normal household cat, they're pretty um, they can get a little vicious. 
miniature tigers if you think about it even like a bobcat's like what maybe 200 pound cat i mean they're all cats they have that mentality just to hunt yeah i think it's fair to say cats are the planet's most successful land predator they had a pretty crazy history all over every continent scary that's eating everything (laughs) and they love to chase they love to chase. Honestly, I used to be afraid of uh, dying. I used to, as a kid, even just thinking about it, I'd sit up very nice, scared to go to sleep because I didn't want to die. I tried to make all the amends that I could, oh, talking to God and just hoping that I'd wake up the next day, just like in good graces. I was just so freaked out about it. How old as a kid, like adolescence or even younger? Maybe around 12, 14, 12. It's, I didn't even think about like that animated movie, even Pinocchio, too. I think about even when they talk about conscience on your shoulder. Like, I'd have the imagination of that inside of my head where we go. So I wouldn't feel guilty about stuff, but I'd just be so scared watching everybody else do this and that. I'm like hoping just doing everything right. I mean, that's why I said there's so many different types of fears too. Even like the fear of drowning or going off a cliff when you're driving through the canyon. Yeah. I've had that a bit. Like driving like along the canyon is just like, that'd be a hell of a fall. But you ever think about where it comes from too? Like, what, just Not to the fair point of, like, where it started, like, yeah, like, in for certain things, like, remember how I was talking about where stuttering comes from, and they're pretty much saying that it comes from fear, that they're thinking that that's pretty much the cause for some people stuttering, is, like, even way back, way back in the day, they would say that was the reason for, and then they would do experiments on it, too. I remember we were talking about the yeah, psychological experiments on humans. Yeah, they would scare these little children. So that way, they would, like, force them to have a stutter out of fear. So that's how they're trying to link it, to say that fear is the cause of stuttering. And it's pretty much, like, originated, like, instincts. Cause... But then, like... Wouldn't you think living a life without fear would be pretty, like, golden? Like, because you just do whatever and you wouldn't fear or give a damn about anything? I'm sure there's cycles in life to where it gets to that point, and then people end up fucking up. Yeah. Like, that's why I say it's, like, humbling. It's, like, when, like, if you don't mess with a certain thing, it doesn't hurt you. It's, like, eventually you're going to find a way for it to hurt you because you forget about it i guess that's the dumbest perspective not even i mean you could even scratch that but even just even when i was talking about a bear how humbling it is like imagine if people thought they were just cuddly they're all right it's like no eventually you got to be scared of something to learn from it sure yeah uh snakes for a lot of cultures are symbolic of wisdom and I know it's, it, I mean, 
just that it's a threat, I think, is why, a large part why it's an object of wisdom. Something terrifying is where you'll get, find your knowledge. See that? Or like a traumatic experience kind of thing? I mean, I guess. Maybe you don't even have to say traumatic. But I wonder if, experience. like you said, you didn't have fear. Maybe you wouldn't have motivation as well. Like, I imagine, at least for myself, a lot of my satisfaction is from accomplishments. And an accomplishment meant tackling something that was originally fear-inducing. Because it was like a, maybe a reflection of my capabilities. You know, my, my being was at stake if I couldn't accomplish it. But, uh, and if, I, if it wasn't terrifying, it would have been no big, pro no worry. I wouldn't probably have the memory anymore because it wouldn't have affected me. Yeah. So I wonder if fear is necessary to move forward and enjoy life. I could see it being something that you definitely do need because I remember when um <laughs> when I used to do like a lot of like drugs and stuff I wouldn't think about it I wouldn't be scared of anything I do I didn't give a fuck about anything I was just kind of drifting and just drifting bro and it there was no purpose there was no there was no reason for any of it and then eventually it all caught up and then blah 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 and now i'm like oh god i'm, I'm fucking i got a fear for doing that again because i don't want to go back down that i got a fear for breaking the fucking law because i don't want to experience that again so yeah it seems like it's definitely something that is good to keep you in good hands for most part like if you just lived in fear and were like scared to go outside because like what the fucking sky is gonna fall down on you then then yeah then that's that's not really a great experience of fear but yeah yeah because it's like you said it's usually from a traumatic experience or just bad something bad, bad happened when you're young and... well and then it's like what you said it's like humbling too like, if you didn't have this sense of fear, you just kind of did whatever and kept doing whatever. Then, like, how uh, was I trying to explain this? <laughs> um, shit, I don't know how to break it down. What I was trying to say. Stupid moment alert. Okay, <laughs> I, I forget. Just bleep all that out. I'll just cut that part out. I don't even pay attention to it. Even fear could damage your brain as well, too. Even like long term memories. Like, it damages the hippocampus. It's pretty much responsible for long term memories. Really? But someone that's like exposed to chronic fear, like regularly, could leave it, leave them permanently like anxious, afraid, thinking, just paranoid, schizophrenic. Holy shit! Didn't think about it like that. I think Alzheimer's too might have some correlation to, 
living a very anxious life where you maybe make it a habit of discarding memories because they make you uncomfortable. So you, you know, those that machinery kind of stops storing them efficiently and you start losing your mind. And then you're kind of training your brain to get rid of those memories in a way. Oh. So Nick, you're pretty quiet over there. Yeah, doing a lot of reading right now. He's like, I wasn't prepared for this shit, guys. I wasn't prepared. I wouldn't say I wasn't prepared. I mean, I got over a fear of spiders by buying spiders. You let them walk on you? I grab them and hold them. Oh, no, nah, see, no, nah, I couldn't do that, dude. Well, you just gotta do it. And then nah, bro. Break the fear. I watched a video on YouTube not too long ago before I started getting my trash was and shit. And it, it was an informational video, and this dude was saying that the only time a tarantula or spider is going to actually like actively seek you out and bite you is if you apply pressure to the top of them. And ever since then, I just, whatever, grab them, hold them. I see. I always think of like Black Widow, and I'm just like, no. I own a couple of those. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking Death Wish. He has, really he has mastered the art of fear. That's the thing about it, though, even having things like that that makes you more responsible throughout everything. Yeah. Like having a responsibility. But and even like you said, though, you had spiders just to get rid of your fear of spiders. So and that's kind of an issue. Don't do it. It's it's quite the addiction. It's like tattoos. Once you get one, you can't. You have to get more. <laughs> I could see that being like jumping out of a plane. That is your one high. Yeah. Well, like, say you're really scared of it, and you do it, and you conquer it, and then you're like, so we're going again. Like, I could see that. As weird as it sounds, it's how I feel when I go into public places. I fucking hate doing that shit. Going to the grocery store or out to eat somewhere, I can't fucking stand it. Oh yeah, definitely. I feel you on that one. Just the, uh, I don't know, just for me. Just even, I can't go alone. Like, if I by myself, I freak out with phone or something. Yeah. Like, I'm just straight, alright, cool, whatever. It's, it's weird. I hate that feeling. But, like, once I, once you, like, go and do it, I want to go do it again so I can overcome it. Yeah, you feel accomplished. Yeah. Oh. It's like it's own um, drug in a way. Just that really? conquering. I mean, I think it, it literally is. That's what will release the endorphins, which, like, you know, everyone knows dopamine. It's kind of like the main homie there. Yeah. It juices you up when you accomplish something that was otherwise kind of paralyzing the system with fear. Even any task, too. Which I think might be a hazard because if it's like a expedient task, maybe some Candy Crush. It's kind of abusing those juices. They might not be as primed 
to motivate you to take on some larger responsibility. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you think after like so much of doing, like say the Candy Crush, wouldn't you think like after beating it <sighs> so much that you wouldn't get that dopamine? Because you just do beat it and you're just like I've beaten this it's the same thing wouldn't you think like after a while like your brain would just be like like I'm over it something yeah else. the receptors end up burning out like your brain will always produce the dopamine but the receptors stop picking up on it hmm. so I could see like so like say the first time you drink and you have a great time and it's fun and you're like, whoa. And then I could see that, like, like, um, like, say, like, you go to a party every weekend. And, like, I could see eventually where you're just like, this is fucking just, like, you're not getting the dopamine anymore. Because it's just, like, a repetitive thing. And you're just over it. That's interesting. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. Hmm. So in a way, it's kind of like to keep getting the dopamine, conquering like your fears, but also doing new things, which can also be a fear. Just technically like say like never jumped out of a plane, but then you do it and then you get that dopamine and then you just keep doing new and new things. That's my perspective on it. Holy shit, bro. I never thought about it like that, honestly. Like, like talk about, like, getting your your ass out of the comfort zone with getting that kind of, like, mindset of, like, like, you wouldn't, like, if, if you, like, kept producing dopamine at that kind of level, you, you wouldn't have to, like, rely on certain things or other things. Sorry, I'm like, I just, like, my brain just kind of was like, damn, son. And I think you're kind of saying a wide range of activities. Yeah, like... I think you could also look at, like, a narrow, uh, like, a an artist. Uh, you can stagnate. Any artist can stagnate at any time if they're not pushing the boundaries. And, you know, if let's say you play one instrument or you just paint or something, it's quite limited. But within there, it's kind of unlimited possibility. So you break new grounds, kick dopamine, but you have to be pushing yourself to improve. I think that's also like what you might say about a career. It's, it's just narrowing your focus on something. Yeah. But you have to still be learning something new all the time. Yeah, you couldn't just, like, go in, like, for, like, the first month and go hard and then just just stop after that. So it seems like it'd be, like, or kind of like a great thing to do is just get high off of dopamine. <laughs> Oh shit, fucking mic.
There's just the broad spectrum of fear, though. It's just like, it's crazy how there's so many different types. Even, like I said, irrational fears. Or maybe they say, like, the earth is going to, like, crack in half. Like, and things like that. Yeah. Or, like, things... What's that? Fear that's what people are scared of for things with holes in it. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Hypophobia, <laughs> I think. Yeah, bro. I don't fuck with that. I don't know why. It's just so trippy to look at. I guess I could just stare at it, get it over with. I love it. that shit. Yeah, trypophobia is oh, things like that. Like really terrify a lot of people. Yeah, like I wouldn't say it's like terrify me, but it sure makes me uncomfortable. But even to that degree, though, like I said, where it's just causing brain damage or people, like, really spaz out over even just an image of anything. That's an odd thing CNN would post. We are born with only two innate fears, the fear of falling and the fear of loud sounds. I have neither of them. The fear of falling and the fear of near sounds. Loud sounds. Yeah, they got it all. They 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 need to broaden their their options there. I think. It's, a, it's an article posted in 2015 by CNN titled "The Science of Fear." <laughs> Loud sounds yeah. and falling. Yeah, according to CNN. Oh god, dude. Uh, cringy. What would be the fears that are built into us, like, automatically? Like, loud noises would be one. I think the fear of being small, something bigger than us. You good? Pepper. Okay, I'm back. You still recording? Yeah, I'm still recording. Why? Alright. Yeah, no, my, my um. Fucking IT guy. Dude. No, no, dude, my my dog came in, bro. <laughs> okay, and then I just closed my door. I guess uh, a common fear would be the the fear of an open ocean, like just the deep sea. If I'm swimming in that shit, I'll... Yeah, but if I'm on a boat, that'd be pretty cool, I think. But then it almost seems like... You don't want to fear, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's more healthy not to. So... Say, like, um... People, like, being afraid of, like... Blah, 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 the government's doing this, or um, this country's doing this. And, like, how, like, the news puts so much kind of, like, and, like fear it. into it. But it's kind of just how you look at it as well. 
that makes any sense. Uh, Maya is like a Eastern perspective that the reality is what you make it. And, uh, you know, a fundamental part of that is just projecting a fear somewhere in there. So Maya is like a matrix you could think of. Very much the same thing, just illusionary reality that you're making for yourself. And I think it's pretty much true. I mean, we, we had perspectives as kids and we weed things out, add things, change things. You kind of define how you want to see the world more or less. Yeah, I could see that or even like you see like yourself as well. Huh. There's been a lot of times where it's like, like, um, like I've thought of myself in like a certain way, and um, sure enough, it was like became reality, and like the things around me were becoming that reality and stuff. Dude, it's almost like a dream. Like I, 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 I feel like life is like a dream. Well, check this, like, within the field of psychology, there's five primal fears. Extinction, mutilation, loss of autonomy, separation, and uh, the loss of self-identity. Those are some interesting ones. That's not what you might, like, expect to hear. I guess mutilation's pretty, pretty bonkers. I think I'd like to experience them all in some fashion. He's a sick fuck. He's a sick fuck. <laughs> well, these concepts of at least loss of control or autonomy and loss of identity are at least as old as shamanism. And shamanism is pretty old. Yeah. What, like, you identity, know. you don't mean, like, your ID card. You just mean, like, who you are as a person. Well, because it's a, a primal fear. Huh. But then, huh. That's not a way that, like, me personally, I would want to be scared of something, because I feel like, like, you know, like, you got, like, a flower, they grow and they become something better. Like, if you just wanted to stay the same... You could never grow and become something else. Or like, become something better. Like, obviously, like, you wouldn't be who you are, like, 10, 20 years from now. If, unless you did think like that, then I'm sure you could. Oh, pepper. You're like salt and pepper. You have a fear of flying, don't you? Flying? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I did that. Flying or heights? <laughs> um, heights. You don't like climbing high things? 
Nah, dude, uh, when I was a kid, I, I used to climb on everything, and I remember I was on this porch, and I was swinging on the porch, and the whole thing broke and fell, and I went fucking, I went going down, bro, and I remember I got, like, a big gash on, I think it was my arm? I think it was, like, from, like, a nail? Yeah, but that, that whole railing came off, dude. Cause you know, like the railing, bro. That's safety, dude. That's you're good, man. But nah, man. That railing said not today, sucker. Now you're terrified of rails to this day. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like when I first went into a plane, like I would look through the window. I'd always want the window seat because I'd like looking down. But if there's a railing, bro, like like the gorge bridge. No, nah, bro, you ain't fucking catching me out. You ain't catching me hanging on no railing, dude. Hell no. You start to think about the structure and, like, who built it. Yeah. And, like, even, the, like, me being in tall buildings, I think that, like, even leaning towards the edge is going to throw off the weight of the whole building, like, even <laughs> to the lowest minute thing. Is that how you think? Like, you're in the building, you're like, I don't want to go too close to that corner. Yeah, or even in elevators, I don't want, like, I I trust good engineering, but even at that, like, I'm thinking, is there really somebody keeping up with this shit? Like, because people slack in, like, a lot of the whole world. Like, everybody does it, even myself. Like, yeah, people slack with certain shit. And it's like, who, can you make sure for certain, like, people are maintaining this and that, like, even carnival rides and, like... I'm sure people are, but it's just, you never know. But you can't live in constant fear either, though. It's like... Yeah, but then it's always good to kind of just have an idea. Well, I guess you could think about it like, if it happens, it happens. And then if it happens... Yeah, you just get sick of it, you just like, fuck it. Yeah, and then if it happens, it is what it is. Yeah, well, there was, um... People talking to people. I used to used to hate it. I used to not like it. Like I, I couldn't even answer a phone call or talk to anybody. But yeah, yeah. But I um I got over that. And ever since I got over that, I'm like, bro, I'll I'll start talking to some random person like on the street or just whatever. Because now I just love it. If somebody comes up to me and asks me, I'll, I'll answer your question, but I sound like a full-fledged fucking retard. <laughs> and some dude come up to me the other day and asked me if I had a cigarette. I was like, check my pockets even though I don't smoke. Yeah, nope. <laughs> oh my god, dude. That's great. That makes me think, Um, there's this one guy I started to talk to, bro, and he looked at me like he didn't know what to do or say. Like, he... You could just see he wanted to like dip out. I feel about certain situations. Like in the last year, we had a Christmas party at work. I uh, I got my little uh, rat ass out of there by saying I had some cousins coming up. He didn't have any cousins up. You're like, nope, not today. I don't, I don't know. Like, I hate big crowds. I hate being a part of a big crowd. I just, fuck, I can't stand it. I'd rather come home, take my shower, and fucking chill out. 
So now, I'm curious. Is hate and fear, like, the same thing? Like, well, te te technically they're not the same thing, but say, does fear f fuel hate more? And does hate fuel fear more? What do you guys think? I don't know. I kind of think that hate eventually forms a, what do you call it? What's the word I'm looking for? The opposite of fear. What an idiot. What the fuck is the opposite of fear? Um, uh, uh, joy? No. Courage? Courage. Bravery. There's, there you go. Exactly. Bravery. I think eventually fear ends up building bravery because you end up getting like sick of being scared or something. Like eventually you start questioning, maybe should I do this? Yeah. I can see that. Well then, don't you think it could work like two ways? Because like some people could also be like, like, like they wouldn't want to, you know? they wouldn't want to conquer the fear yeah I, I mean yeah that's what i mean some psychologists would say because even like fear is pretty much what happens when you can't do nothing at all yeah. and hate's just like a reaction we get when we're threatened pepper what are you doing looking for food something I found myself thinking on lately is uh, love and fear. I've heard a couple times of people referring to those two things as like the fundamentals of the universe. So I always have it in the back of my mind and kind of just see what it can amount to for me. And I, uh, there's, it's at least something to think about as if everything could be categorized into either love or fear, all your decisions. See that. But then... There's a lot of... Go ahead. I was going to say, like, they could also, like, um... Oh, and this, like... Like, say you love this, but then you also at the same time can fear it. No, you son of a bitch. You're fucking, uh, <laughs> what are you, uh, influencing abusive relationships and shit? Uh, no, but I'm saying, like, people can... <laughs> yeah, dude, now I feel attacked, bro. Thanks, dude. <laughs> That's my whole ex-relationship. Bingo. But yeah, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I could I could see that. I could see that. But then that's not not at all how you want to think about it. I think that probably is the paradox is the real reality more than I think we're dualists, you know. We like to see the world in a yin yang way. It's right. good or bad or right or wrong or whatever phrasing you're using, you're kind of splitting something in two. But the truth is, it's always both aspects, and 
I think fear is one end and uh, uh, curiosity or something, maybe love. Maybe you could just think of it as like positive and negative magnets. It always has a push and pull. Uh, wait, so what do you mean by push and pull? Uh, you fear something and love it at the same time. You, If it's a relationship, you know, you you might want to destroy them in some sense. I like I imagine the deepest intimacies, the people you've been closest with, might be the people you've had the darkest thoughts about, most violent or whatever. Just because you're in for that emotional ride, you're gonna have to go to both extremes. Damn. I don't know, I kind of thought about strangling motherfuckers that almost in my car more than... <laughs> I could be wrong. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, we, this is the, I see both of you saying on like the opposite ends of the spectrum, because like, it can coexist and it can't, because like, love is the opposite of, it. it brings positive emotions like joy and peace, and fear is the opposite, it brings anger, guilt, sadness, but... I mean, you can't see it in a yin-yang way, but they kind of can't coexist at the same time. Because fear, like love's tainted by fear, because once it's tainted, it's not love. Damn. That's tough. That reminds me of, uh, what's his name? Uh... Bro, Anyways, some uh, scribe of the Catholic Church who is pretty influential even beyond religious people as a philosopher, you could say. Augustine, St. Augustine, uh, wrestling with the concept of good and evil and sin, trying to, you know, what are these things we're talking about? And that, that ends up being maybe one of the deepest complications of uh, Catholicism, Christianity. The separation of these two things. If it's sin, it's not God because it's violation by definition. But then what is it? And what is a person if they carry both? It's like a double-edged sword in a way. Whatever. But just the psychology behind it too, like you find an opinion on it and someone's always gonna find the opposite. Like even with that, like they'll say fear is stronger than love or you'll find somebody that'll say the opposite. Guess it's all just like your own opinion kind of thing, like your own belief. Well, and then it's like your own reality, like what Quinn was saying too like you create your own reality yeah like it's all connected to the primal fears like even like even with love or separation separation anxiety I mean, but if you just really want to be a hermit but if you just don't care about anything you just want to be a hermit out in the butt fuck nowhere up in the mountains somewhere 
I mean, you don't have to fear. It's not like a... It's not like something you can't overcome. Like, eventually, was, like I said, there's going to be a point where nobody fears anything for a while. That's true. And then it ends up going back... I don't know what my dog is. He just leaves the video. We just stay quiet. I think I thought he cut it off. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, All right, I'm back. What I miss? Nothing. Oh no, nothing. <laughs> It's some heavy shit we're talking about. I'm not even gonna lie. It's kind of like, dude, I don't even know, honestly. <laughs> I mean, just like leaving this connected to social fears. What do you mean, like socializing with people and all that? Or just yeah, like... there'd be public speaking, talking to someone, interaction. Man, I suffer from that. I'm sure so, most people do. And you got people who are social butterflies who also suffer from a type of fear in a social setting. Like, uh, say, content creators, for instance, like YouTubers and Twitch streamers. If they go out and their their image is slandered, that's their fear is their image getting slandered somehow. But I'm sure at one point they were normal. Like it ends up being that way after a while. Like even you can see the transition from yeah, yeah. somebody first starts to where they are now. It's like you can see when they're picking up that like those tips that people give them to be more professional in their whatever the fuck they do. And they end up building like this personality like around what people want and just trying to please well not really trying to please people, just like that person that uh yeah, just like the personality that people want to hear. I can see that though. Like starting off and like you don't really think about it like that, but That'd be a shitty way to, like, I don't know, fuck that. Live your uh, social life? Yeah, just live life. Like, oh, I can't be this way. Your personal life would be affected by it, though. But then, it seems like nowadays, like, any little thing you do, everybody's like, But like you said, it's like fear just humbles us. It's like, it's stupid as fuck. It's always gonna be there. Like, nobody likes it. Yeah. It's there. Like even, even like the fear of like fucking the Yellowstone going off and killing the whole earth or the fall. I've always thought California. about that. Like, sorry, go on. No, that's it. Like, just even that, like, just those little things. I mean, not little, like, just even those two events happening could end a lot. Like, even just living in the fear of that or asteroid coming out of nowhere. Like I said, like, you could live in constant fear about this, but then eventually it's like, what's the point? Like, you could just say whatever and live comfortably. Yeah, because it would kind of suck to just think about, like, like, say, think about Yellowstone all the time. 
Like, if, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. You're going to have no control over it. I mean, it sucks thinking about everything like this consistently. I mean, that's like, that's why we have like, I mean, uh, hobbies, like, and just things to forget about things like that. Like, plays the balance. Yeah. I mean, like, thinking about all the dumb shit in the world, like, even going to go smoke, like, you instantly forget about everything. And, like, it just makes everything fine. And, like, you have that balance. Like, you're not constantly in fear. And not that, so you have to be, like, consistently, like, doped up with whatever you do. Like, releasing dopamine. But just, like, just that balance. I like you need fear in a way, though. Yeah, you need everything. You need chaos for peace to exist. You can't just exist. Because it can't just be peace. Like, I don't really even understand what the hell chaos is if you, if it was just only peaceful and that's all it was. I think it'd be more Exactly. If you didn't understand chaos, you might understand peace. It'd just be. It'd just be. <laughs> like, straight up, it would just be. You wouldn't know that. You wouldn't have that fucking thought. Like, even, like, if you say the whole world's, the whole world's fucked up and, I mean, you could con consistently think about stuff like that, but... At the same time, you could consistently think about everything that's good. Yeah. Think about it. I feel like when we have these podcast talks, they kind of make me, like, just think, man. Like, I don't know if it is for you guys, but... I mean, yeah, that's how it's supposed to go. Like, even eventually, when you talk to somebody, you expect it to be fruitful. For both of you to benefit and get something out of it, not just to be uh, sounding like a broken record or talking about it, same things in a different way, or just consistently going on about things. I mean, it just depends on like what you're comfortable talking to, because like some people are able to express what they have on their mind, just plain and simple, and there's some people that like have trouble, like they could explain, they could get to the point eventually. It just involves a lot of, like, repetitive explaining. Yeah. It's definitely a practice. I have to be charismatic is good to be It's just... It's amazing, but to the people who don't have it. It's just kind of the same shit. But even fearing that too, it's like you want to be the charismatic person. Like you, like you're scared of messing up in front of people. Or out of a million. Yeah, like if you don't like really, like, you know, like like when you start like a new job, kind of think like fuck, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, it just it depends on what drives you. Like even. Like even carrying the fear, like, uh, would it be possible to get medication to carry fear? Not to the point where you're like sedated and you can't function. Like, even with schizophrenic people, like the way they think they see things and they take medication for it, I mean, what are they taking exactly? 
What do you think about the Kyrgyz Fleet Fair? And like, you wouldn't want to like numb out those fears. And if you just numb it out, you're just meh. You just you're just there. You're just numb, just coasting along. I would rather be an emotional wreck instead of a fucking person who doesn't feel anything. You know, I would rather be. I would rather be sad or go through all this shit instead of just not. Yeah, like, like I'm not saying I'd rather lose a fucking finger. Like, know what that feels like? I'm not saying that at all. Fuck that. But like, I would rather, like, um, like when people say like, like they take like certain like drugs, like you know, depression medicine and all that. I couldn't do that. I would rather just. Feel what I'm feeling at that moment, at that stage of my life, and then get over it. So I feel like it's all mental, too. Like, the more that you keep yourself thinking a certain way, then, yeah, it's going to stay that way. But then the whole reason why we're kind of here, I feel like, is to learn, grow. Expand consciousness. Yeah. Into the unknown. If there's not an unknown, which is the things we fear, and what's it, you know, I kind of just being here and being aware that we're here implies that there's stuff to to discover. And I guess by nature of not being known, it seems to be scary, at least uh, for myself. Generally, the more familiar it is, the less intimidating. Like, I'm afraid of snakes, but uh, that's more of a automatic bodily response for you. That's kind of looking out for me. It's not something I dwell on. Yeah. And then eventually it just becomes common sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, that's I think that's all politics is. I think that's like the countries too. All of it, like Not only the nuclear warheads too, but we still have fears of people relations with other countries or I mean there's even fear within organizations, there's fear of each other and there's you said he... organizations. Oh. My bad, but... No worries, man. You you had said earlier, uh your conscience. As a kid, the uh, 
philosopher Nietzsche discussed the conscience and uh, he counted it to being something weaponized by uh, institution systems. In his eyes, it was mainly the Christian church. And uh, so his point was saying that they give you a conscience, which is this worry that I'm doing wrong in life. Therefore, you, you make yourself afraid. So they're kind of hands off. You're controlling your own self for the things that they desire. So that's just something that uh, I remembered. Conscious, conscience being a fear and the idea that an external entity could maybe grab your own mind with a better grip than you have yourself and use it for their interest. No, honestly, I have a point. But then that could like, that could even be like a person, like, right? I suppose. Like say like, like that could even be like, yeah. Say like um, North Korea example. They don't know anything, but one dude knows more, and he uses that to his advantage. Right. Here, oh. oh shit, what time? Fear, yeah. fear be tied into insanity, driving yourself insane over a fear. I could see that, like, if you linger, fucking think about it, like a certain thing. Chinese are gonna attack. Today's the day the Chinese are coming. A week later, no, today's the day the Chinese come, and then that's just all you hear them say. Let's see that shit. What about irrational fears? Like the I was reading one that started with the A. I forgot, but it was talking about the fear of a duck watching you. Of a what duck? Oh, yeah. Somewhere, there's a duck <laughs> consistently watching you. Guess that's a little uncomfortable. I mean, I was just, like, trying to make, say, like, even documenting all these fears to a point or like that, like, you could just say they're paranoid about being watched. Not, like, coming up with a single word just because it's a duck. Like, the next day, they could be saying, like, oh, I think it's a fucking fish. And then they come aboard for that specifically for a duck and a fish, but reality is just paranoia that you're being watched, regardless of whether it's by an animal or a camera or a human or fucking aliens. Yeah, I see what you mean. I would, maybe it's not even appropriate to stop at watch. You know, I think we're such strange creatures. It's something that underlines being watched. What does that mean? Why is that scary? I think it all ties into just fear of un not knowing anything. Like, what is that? 
Well, it's like death. Like, none of us really understand that, so... We should we wrap it up, boys? I suppose. Yeah, One thing crossed my mind, week. though. Uh, I might just get it out. Yeah, do it. Uh, Thanos, the Avengers, killed half the people or half the universe. Uh, and then uh, Freud. Have you guys heard of like libido, life energy? Yeah. Sexual energy. He, I think it's originally a Greek term, but he coined it for his theory. But I didn't know for a long time that he had an opposite, which was Thanatos, which is the death instinct. Because he thought that from birth we have an instinct that is a drive for death, as if we want to die. And I think that's probably what they based the name Thanos off of, these terms. Holy shit. I'm not gonna lie, like, um, what was it, like, his whole, like, glove and shit kind of tripped me out at times, like, time, and I don't know. It's, like, the Avengers kind of tripped me out with some of its things. The equilibrium of life and the solar system was, like, the main point of the newest film. Well, for Thanos' idea of why he killed everybody. Yeah. Well, like Quinn was saying, though, like, Thanatos is something related to Hades, because Hades is supposed to be death, or some people think it's death personified, but actually it's, uh, Thanatos is, it's like, the son of Nyx, and Erebus is the actual personification of death. But it's even saying that Thanatos and Hades were one and the same deity, pretty much. Hmm. Yeah, I see how that ties into it, though. He's the. I had a brother. Brother of Hypnos, the god of sleep, or eternal slumber. And so that's this week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah, dude, some of the things we were talking about earlier kind of just like, got me just. Hear like, me the fuck off. Well, it's just like, I don't know, it has me just like. Like, I think I had my own revelations there, guys. <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck. But yeah. Yeah. yeah These are always nice. Yeah, they are. Alrighty. Let's end it before we take notes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alrighty. So this is um, episode five of Out of World podcast. And thank you. And we'll catch you on the flip side.